Adam Pengili opening the batting. He would have at least got to 30. Morning, Adam. How are you? I would have taken 22, Mido. That'd be enough for me. <laughs> yes, I'm taking 22. <laughs> All right, let's talk some racing uh, as these fields are out for Saturday. Great days racing on Saturday with the uh, the very elegant stakes, the Chipping Norton, now known as the very elegant stakes. And, uh, of course, we lost the great mare only, what, last week. And mm. Fangirl's drawn the outside gate. Not too concerned about that for her. Opened $1.70, got as short as $1.40. Dollar fifty-five when I last check, nice and short. She is Mido. She is, and what she did obviously last start suggests that she should be short enough. And there's going to be a lot of sentiment around this race and emotion, I'd imagine, given that Chris Waller and James McDonald are combining again um, with Fangirl. And as you said, I, I'm not worried one little bit about that barrier draw. Like she needs room to go through her gears and. Last start, it almost felt like we were watching Winks, wasn't it? The way she just put them away. She just idled up to them without even being let go and then it put three or four of them, three or four on them really quickly. So it just, to me, it just feels like we're all just building up to the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, aren't we, in, in a few weeks' time where it's Mr. Brightside and Fangirl clashing. And at this stage, she should just keep going on and winning ways and, and keep picking up group ones until she gets there. It's hard to see anything that's really going to trouble her if she runs up to her last start performance. And I can understand why she's probably as short as she is. I was reading online last night, Adam, that J-Mac, is he considering making a move full-time to Hong Kong? I think it's going to happen at some stage, Loz, and probably the reason it's getting a little bit of traction this week is that Winfred Engelbrecht Brescius, the Hong Kong Jockey Club chief executive, made some comments in the Hong Kong press in the last week or so saying that he feels like that James, you know, feels like he's at home in Hong Kong, and he thinks it's only a matter of time before he makes the, the permanent move there, and we know that James has been doubling a little bit with Hong Kong in, in recent years. He's made a lot of hit-and-run missions to their big Group 1 meetings. He's, he's ridden some of their highest-profile horses, including Romantic Warrior winning the Cox Plate. And I don't know, Loz. I just feel like it's, it's, it's going to happen relatively soon. Like, with his young family, he can go over there and earn probably more money than he earns here in Australia. He probably has to travel less, obviously, and, and, and work less. It almost feels like it's inevitable that it's heading in that direction we know he's going to start his little short-term stint soon and, and whatever else but yeah it'd be a massive coup for Hong Kong to get him over there and you know that they they love high profile jockeys over there in Hong Kong and now that Joe Marrero's off the scene Zach Purton's probably towards the, the end of his career to get J-Mac over there would be a massive massive coup for them uh, I see the stable hand uh, has been banned over the Jamie Carr white powder scandal uh, that uh, was there on the evening that this event took place. Thank God, Mido. How long has this been dragging <laughs> oh out for? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely like, ridiculous. This should have been done and dusted within a couple of weeks when it, when it first happened, and it dragged on and on and on. And Jamie Carr, which was her right, she, she fought the charges, obviously, and was, um, got, got some sort of result at the VRT. But the stable hand who took the photo and, and was found to have disseminated that photo has now copped a, a, a few months ban, Ruby McIntyre. So... Thankfully, for all concerned, they can put this sad and sorry episode behind them. It just dragged on for way, way too long, and thankfully, it's it's all done and dusted now. Have you done your top eight yet? Um, I'm sort of working on it. I'm sort of working on it, Mido. Um, yeah, what's what's the feeling now? I'm, I'm just trying to. I, I don't think there's going to be too much change from last year. To be fair, uh, I think the, I don't know about the Raiders. Was I hate to say it. I, I'm not sure if they'll they'll make the top eight again. I, I've actually got a bit of confidence about Parramatta this year, boys. I think Parramatta can make a run at the and, and, and be close to the top four. I know a lot of people are saying that's that's not the case, but I just reckon they had so many things go wrong from last year and just stupid things like suspensions and you know, with starting off with Ryan Madison at the start of the year and they lost the first three games and then 
obviously the Dylan Brown drama when he missed a stack of games and there hasn't been a great deal of turnover in that squad, but I reckon they don't need too much more to go right from this year to be a team that can finish in the sort of fourth, fifth, sixth. So they're a team I think will make the top eight this year. Um, that was outside the eight last year. And for me, Mido, the big watch is South Sydney. Oh, for sure. I, I, if they make the grand final this year, I think I'll turn around and say, yep, that was to be expected. They've got a great squad and fair enough. If they miss the finals, conversely, I can also see that happening. Mm. So I just don't, I don't quite know what to do with South Sydney this year. Yeah, I think we've all got a feeling it's a rocks or diamonds year uh, as far as the bunnies are concerned. Fascinating to see they how they start. They can't make the eight with the team they have. Can't not make the eight. Can't not make yeah. the eight, sorry. Oh, they well, will get it'd be, it'd be absolutely an absolute smoked. disaster. Mate, and they've just bought Jack Whiten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be oh, a, an utter failure. Wow. Utter failure. Yeah. Unless they have 16 injuries. Don't care. Oh, Still. Yeah. <laughs> Their squad is ridiculous. Don't, don't underestimate Campbell Graham's injury, boys. That's, that's a massive yeah, out for them, for him to be out for most yeah, of the year. It's a good call. Yeah. It's, just, it's just shuffling that back but, line again. And, and I know what it has done, Adam, at least we now know where Jack's going to fit in. Yeah, like that would have been up. that would have been the conversation if if that injury didn't happen. Wh- where was he going to play? Well, it depends how Ilias started the year, I suppose. Exactly there right. could have always been the chance that Whiten went to five eighth and Cody Walker went to halfback. But now that Campbell Graham's out long term, you think that Jack Whiten pretty much has to play centres for for most of the year. So I don't know, boys. I think it's going to be a fascinating competition this year. I can really see there being not too much separating the top eleven sort of twelve teams. Um, and I just hope well, there's, a, there's a real fight for the, the, the bottom spots in the top eight in the last few rounds of the year, which I, which I think there will be this year. Yeah, it'll come down to four and against. There's no doubt about it. Because <laughs> you're right, I could make a case for three or four sides that I left out of the top eight, and I could make a case for them to finish top four. And Parramatta mm. is one of them. The Cowboys is another one. I mean, take out last year, their seasons before, well, in particular 22, were, were, were massive, you know. And, and the Eels have been building nicely. They've got a settled squad. So I can see them playing f- football this year in, in the finals. But the other teams, I don't know. I just, I just that's who I settled on. I think the Roosters, with their squad that they've assembled, they have to play finals. I think the Storm will be there or thereabouts. I'm always concerned about the Storm, just with their middles. Mm. I, I think they, they might be... A, you know, a, a middle short, but they've got some good back rowers. I, I see they turn Lillero uh, into a into a middle. Um, but whatever you've got, Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes and Pappenhausen and um, Harry Grant in your team in that spine in Munster, you you know they're, they're going to win your games just having that spine on the field alone. So yeah, it, it'll be a tough season for all sides, and it'll come down to four and against. But you want to win games early because I think it'll be hard if you've got to chase your tail mm. if you start poorly. Thank you, Adam. Have a Can great I get day. my top eight. Have I get my top eight ready tomorrow, Mido? Yes, I'll, please. I'll put it on the program tomorrow. So yep. we'll go um, through it then. It's been requested on the text line, so I would love it. Thank you, mate. Okay, fantastic. See you, boys. See ya.